My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. This is our end of year review, our favorite adventure games of 2022. Now it is a bit late because, uh, well, the three of us are busy. We uh, couldn't find time that all three of us were around. So uh, we eventually got there. Um, I am joined, as always, by, uh, well, Laura Cress. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hiya. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. And Thomas Becks. Hello. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm me. Yes, I'm good. That's good. You're, you're <laughs> you. That's good to know. Ha- yes. Happy- well, I don't know if that's good, but at least I'm, <laughs> it's I'm something. back in Ireland. It's, it's something. It, it's, it's something. You know, but it's well, happy new year to you both. Although it it feels like six months of the new year to I me. Know. I don't know about the two of you. It seems like we're six months into twenty twenty three already. Um, uh, no, it's twenty twenty three already. I th- I thought we were still in twenty twenty one now. <laughs> oh no, no! Thankfully, that year is over, and twenty twenty two as well. It's been. Uh, I mean, uh, I think non adventure game wise, it's been a hell of a year for many reasons, which I don't think we'll get into now. Um, but we are going to discuss our favorite adventure games of 2022. Before we do that, I just wanted to ask you guys, um, wh- what do you think of the year adventure game-wise? Do you think there are a lot of good adventure games that are released, or is the adventure game genre doing its whole dead thing again? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it is, and I don't think it ever was. And I think anyone who thought that's probably uh, feeling a bit stupid right now because, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of adventure games that came out in, in 2022, and a lot of really good ones. Mm. And I think what was good as well is they weren't just from the expected sources like Return to Monkey Island, all those kind of ones that we knew about there were lots of surprise hits as Mm. well you know i think which some of them i think will make it into our top five but this was a fantastic year once again may i say for the adventure game genre yeah from first time developers as well as i know you mentioned uh return to i mean first of all ron gilbert as i'm sure people are aware returned to monkey island so if the adventure game genre were dead if any certain game journalist thought the adventure game genre were dead well I don't think that tweet, if they did tweet, would have uh, um, aged particularly well. Mm, mm. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so plenty of um, of uh, of first time uh, from adventure games from first time game developers, which were pretty good. Plenty of adventure games that uh, that made the mainstream, that were nominated and won mainstream awards, uh, and different kinds of adventure games as well. We've had FMV adventures, we've had third person adventures, uh, we've had comedies, we've had horror. Um, plenty of uh, of uh, of great adventure games. Um, and what about you, Thomas? What did you think of the year, adventure well, game wise? Personally, for me, it was a disappointing year, but that had nothing to do with the quality of the mm. games. It had to do with the fact that almost half the year I couldn't play anything because my PC was just completely dead. Mm. Uh, so only after like uh, during the summer I could get uh, back into it a bit more when I had my uh, my Steam Deck. So I had a, I bought a new PC. I got a Steam Deck, so I could get back into it a bit. So I I I've played I think maybe a third of what I I would normally play uh, in a year. I've only I think I've only played like eight adventure games this year. 
which is extremely, wow. extremely low amount. Well, I mean, re- real life happens. There are plenty of. I think there was over two hundred adventure games released. Yeah, or something it along really those lines. Surprise me. It's uh, uh, and you know we are three people. We have full time jobs. We have lives and uh, computers when they don't work. And it's only midway through <laughs> yeah. the year, I think that or bit three quarters of the way through the year that uh, we got our Steam Deck, Thomas and I. So it was only then that I started to be able to play more adventure yeah, games. I mean, Steam I did have a Nintendo. I, I love it. I really, I really hope that future developers uh, keep the Steam Deck in mind when they uh, drop their games because I found it uh, very, very cool to play uh, play adventure games on it. But when uh, do you actually like play it? Are you just when, when you're kind of having that's a having good question. a question? But I'm just interested as someone who kind well, of for can't me see myself um, using it. I I went to I I stayed with my uh, with my mother for three months in the Netherlands. Yeah. So it was ideal for me to bring because that I couldn't, obviously can't bring my uh, my PC. Yeah, yeah. And my my mother's PC was not a, it's not a, a gaming PC or anything. So that was perfect. And I don't always like to sit uh, lonely at my desk mm. in my room. I sometimes I just want to sit on the couch and have uh, have some background noise from YouTube and just play the game on the on the couch or you know uh, yeah. That, that that's exactly like me i mean i played it on holidays i brought it mm, on yeah. holidays with me and also now um this year as the two of you know i just moved in with my partner and and again rather than being on my own upstairs in the room if she's in the sitting room working away on something or watching some tv i can be beside her and i can be on my steam deck and okay even though we mightn't be talking to each other much at least we're kind of together we're beside each other we're yeah, yeah yeah completely away so i think it does or if i'm well if i'm traveling not not usually because but um but it has i think i mean i've been going up and down as well traveling different places but yeah i've been kind of mainly with that uh mainly in the evenings or if we have the dinner on uh then we go to the sitting room and i just p- turn on my steam deck and play 15 20 minutes uh before dinner um that's when i would use it now sometimes i would still use my computer um so i'm not giving that up <laughs> um nor should you um, <laughs> well, no why would you give that up yeah <laughs> no um so so yeah so the steam deck i expect i'll be using it quite a bit more i also got a steam deck dock which uh now uh-huh. i can hook up my steam deck to the tv and uh you can play oh how did like, you get that to steam deck it's on steam it's uh it's the official surprise surprise (laughs) (laughs) if you if you type in i meant to tell you sorry uh i just had a lot on but steam deck doc if you type that in and you'll see that and um, that's a cool idea i like that like like the nintendo Um, yeah i like that that's a good idea because that was one of the disadvantages to the steam deck but now now we can play uh the steam with the steam deck hooking up to the tv and it looked fantastic but um yeah, no, it's, I have to try and negotiate with my partner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> TV. But, um, but yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to play even more uh, next year as well, because there's quite a bit coming out, which we might touch on uh, at the very, you very mean end this year? of this recording. Well, this year, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure next year as well. It's, well, yeah, yeah. To it's be never fair, ending. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we also had uh, in terms of, news uh we spoke with monkey island and uh, which is great but unfortunately i mean that's more of a main we spoke about it so very very briefly again um it was more a mainstream game so i mean i i think it was mainly a few mainstream people or people who don't usually play adventure games because the community is usually nice 
But unfortunately, there are some people who, from the very first screenshots, which let's face it, most of them probably saw on their phones, and they didn't like the screenshots. They didn't like how the game looked, which is fine, it's their opinion. But a lot of them started to give abuse to Ron Gilbert and the team and just be self-entitled, loser whiny boys, which is not cool. Now, thankfully, the game came out and it got mostly positive reviews. And I think most people agree that it actually looked pretty good when you start playing it. But we shall see in our top 10. But yeah, hopefully there won't <laughs> be agree. as much of a uh negative yeah hopefully we can disagree we can be critical but you know nice constructive because um, you know exactly but i think this is the problem that people didn't seem to get um these yeah. uh loser whiny whiny boys they're saying oh i'm entitled to my opinion or i'm a, i should be allowed to criticize Freedom things of of course you are. Of course you are. But also, mm-hmm. like, just do it constructively. You don't have yeah. to be nasty or horrible exactly. about things. The, the, the developers I, also have a right to be respected. You know, yeah. that's the minimum, the bare I'd, minimum. I'd, I'd like to add to that. Yes, you are entitled to your opinion. No, nobody's interested in it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that was that was often the case, I think, especially with Return I, I think the, the issue was the repeated opinions. Like, they would... They would make us believe there was a lot of them, but it wasn't. It was the same, I saw on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. It was the same people mm, making the just same comments. Really felt like people had to hear their voice. Yeah, it's like no yeah. one cares. We don't care what you. Yeah, think. you can you can give your opinion once and move on. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, it, and then they, they said, can't. <laughs> yeah, and then they should, but they can't. on the Facebook groups. When they were told, okay, no more discussion on the graphics, let's talk about something else. And then they said they were being silenced, which, yeah. no, you're not being silenced. You're not in an autocratic regime. Hopefully, you are. It's, but, it's um, very anyway. sad. I know. But, anyways, um, this is going to be a positive. This is now, again, we have not played all of the adventure games. So these are going to be more recommendations. If, we, if you were a developer listening, if we don't mention your game, chances are it's because we didn't play it. Um, yes, that like. that's what I found because on Twitter I did put like a sort of best five, and then I got people being like, "Did you play this? Did you play this?" No. It's like I just didn't have time. I yeah. know about these games, but, but I'm so frustrating. The, and the I think a lot of, of them, yeah, and a lot of them did come out in September, October time as well. Yeah, There's so many time. around that time. <laughs> yeah, and I had the added uh, added thing like um, my game of if, if I look at the game of the year for me for all gaming. Uh, so uh, outside of uh, also uh, the adventure games, and that that would be Midnight Sun for me, because mm. uh, that's a tactical. You're playing uh, that a lot. <laughs> I I'm 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 I have 180 hours in that because of my Steam Deck. Wow. And, <laughs> um, I I I pre-ordered that and um, wow, 180 hours. That's yeah. It came Oof. out and um, yeah. I, I just I I, ju- I had just finished Lucy Dreaming. And that I started on um, on Midnight Suns, and I have not played anything else since. And I haven't finished it yet. Um, I, obviously, you can finish it way sooner, but I had to start over, and I'm taking a lot of time with side missions and stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, until I finish that one, uh, I'm not. Go- I'm probably not be playing anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so June 2023. <laughs> No, I'm I'm very close. I think I think I need mm. uh, like uh, I'm 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 in the last chapter of the of the game, but it's not. Oh, and then the DLC drops oh, next week. No. no, I'll be I'll be I'll be playing I'll be playing this for a while. Yeah, sorry. Oh well, well, anyway, we'll talk about what we're playing uh, toward the end of this recording. But uh, shall we get started on our favorite adventure games of the year? Uh, yes. Now we are going to talk in more detail about the top five. Now I'm just going to mention. 
10 to 5, 10 to 6 rather, very, very quickly. I know I'm breaking the rules here. Um, <laughs> but very quickly, my number 10 adventure game of the year is Marta is Dead, which is probably the most divisive adventure game of the year. Uh, it got some two-star ratings, and what, not for everyone. It is very gory, some body horror. You know, I thought it did go a little bit overboard. But on the other hand, there were things that I liked. I did like the story, the voice acting. It looked very good as well. And uh, just the whole atmosphere I liked as well. But, you know, those issues kept it down. But still, you know, decent. Um, number nine, We'll Always Have Paris, which I believe I always I already spoke about as well, which is more a visual novel-esque game, um, only about 45 minutes, one hour, uh, where the wife of the main character has dementia. So it's a day in the life of the husband who you play. Uh, again, also not for everybody, for very different reasons, mainly because of the topic, but I think it dealt with it very well. So def- I would recommend that as well if you wish to find out more. At number eight, my eighth favorite adventure game of the year was Lord Winklebottom Investigates, uh, where you play as a giraffe detective. Uh, well, need I say more? Well, I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> uh, very good dialogue as well. Really interesting. And I liked how the story went, the direction the story went as well, and really good voice acting. And at number seven, another animal detective adventure game, Nine Noir Lives. Uh, <laughs> it was I Sorry, can't, I didn't get that. Which one? Nine Noir Lies. Oh, Nine Noir Lies. Yes. Uh, again, really enjoyed it. Uh, very quite a long game, but very good voice acting, good story as well. That you know, murder mystery uh, noir game uh, with cats. Very funny in places, and you can lick things, uh, which I thought was. <laughs> Very, very funny. And at number six, this is a bit of a cheap because this came out in 2021, but at the end of 2021 is Watch Over Christmas. And I really just wanted to include that in the list because I thought it was really, really good. Traditional adventure game, you have to save Christmas. And um, yeah, just really good. So difficult puzzles if a child is playing, so they might need to play with an adult. Uh, or <laughs> Difficult puzzles for adults as well, I think, but fair. <laughs> And, um, and, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Looks very good. Voice acting very good. And, uh, and yeah, so those are my 10 to six adventure games of the year. So now we will do our top five adventure games of the year. So, well, I, can, uh, if, can I, I mean, if you were allowed to yeah. do that, oh, okay. not and we are allowed to do that too. I know. Hey, look, look, we, I did ask you guys I know, and the two but, before and the two of you guys uh, said, no, yes, we'll and you said, five, okay, so. fine, we'll do five. And now you've just yeah. gone, right, well, actually, yeah. I'm going to do ten. <laughs> it's like, yeah. shall, okay. shall I go first? I, okay. I only have one. Okay, uh, because you guys said, I haven't played ten games. And I yet. said, and I'll do highly commended. And then you've just like ignored that completely. Oh, Jesus. It's such okay, a dictator, isn't fine. it? It is. That's why he likes that, that suzerain, by the way. Yeah, exactly. probably. Yeah, that's. He has to play it more so he can get all those tendencies out of him. You know, I'm beginning <laughs> to feel like uh, James Dyer from the Empire podcast here. That's <laughs> picking on me here. And then, well, maybe I deserve it. But okay. So you guys want to do top 10? No, no. I only have one. So I'll, go on, I'll, go on, I'll, I'll, I'll see, just get my one. See? I, can, <laughs> I, I can do a top 10. I, yeah, I didn't do so. I didn't play that many games. So my, uh, uh, my honorable mention is Blood Nova, which I really enjoyed. It is... Um, mm. um, yeah, it, it is a point of click that looks a, a lot like a like a, uh, a, 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 a visual novel, uh, but the world uh, it, it's a good game. The story is great. The world building, especially, is very well done in that game. 
um, it doesn't give that many explanations. It just drops you in the world and you, yeah, you, you, you learn a lot about it. And uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I kickstarted, I helped kickstart the game and um, I played it in, um, I think, a, two or three days that it, it took me to finish it. So it wasn't a big game, uh, but it was a very good game. But it j- fell just outside of my top five. Okay, so Laura then. Okay, I well, because you included those, I thought I may as well do ones that kind of fell outside my top five. Mm. Um, at number 10 is Card Shark, which mm, yes. um, oh, yeah. I thought was a really interesting premise. Um, you do actually have to learn a lot about um, sort of doing fake card tricks and uh, frauding your way around the sort of French elite um, which I, I really liked the idea for that. And I thought the artwork was great as well. It was quite tricky though, sometimes, because you did have to be quite skilled at remembering um, all the different tricks that you had to do. But yeah, I really liked that one. Uh, at number nine was Crowns and Pawns. Um, Another which, game I want to play. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to play that one, but I haven't even gotten it yet. And I feel like this kind of maybe got got lost amongst everything because it, I, it was a really good, solid, traditional point-and-click adventure game. And it had sort yes. of... Um, broken sword vibes mm. you're traveling around europe and i really really liked it um i thought they did a really good job with the puzzles and the mystery and if you like broken mm. sword check that out um, and also before before sorry, because yeah. i haven't played it but what i really like about it the game that i haven't played is that it's <laughs> set in real locations in lithuania yes, yes. That, and oh, we played the demo a, so Oh, that's true. But they had uh, the developers had, I believe, they had uh, you know comparison um, the location in the game and the location in real life. And I'm like, oh, now I want to visit in real life. Yeah, uh, so, I did as well. I, and I love it when games are set in real locations. That's um, so. Yeah, that's one reason I want to play that game. Yeah, I do. It's 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 very very mm. nicely and made. A, very good, a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll say eight voodoo detectives. Another um, game I want to play. <laughs> which yeah. is very well written surprisingly funny i thought i wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was and it really was quite funny it it does lean a little bit into like sort of the monkey island kind of caribbean setting because you're on this caribbean island so some of the music feels a bit kind of monkey Islandy, but i feel they make it their own thing um obviously there's the voodoo element as well which is a bit monkey island but um and i guess gabriel knight a little bit Mm. but it was uh, i thought it was his own thing i thought it had some great voice acting as well um so again another really good traditional point and click adventure game um there were were loads of them this year (laughs) Yeah. Um, at seven, it's another detective, Frog Detective Three. Yeah, um, which just came out near the end of last year. Uh, again, what is tip? If you like the first two, you'll like that one. Again, same kind of thing, except you get to ride around on a scooter, so that was fun. Um, but very funny again, and a lot of weird characters uh, to play. And again, a short one. It was only about an hour and a half. So if you're looking for a shorter one, uh, that's good. And then my number six was Lord Winklebottom Investigates as well, because mm. I, I agree that the voice acting was really good. Very funny characters, uh, sort of eccentric plot and just just great animation. I just thought it was all put together really nicely and just, uh, you know, very, again, another pleasing a point and click adventure game just solid solid excellent cast you know great to play could get get it done in a you know a couple of hours or so and just mm. were very well made yeah no i i agree about that game uh, as i said before as well and on voodoo detective i spoke to the developers and there is a very good reason why the music is similar to music in yes. monkey island is because they're from the same <laughs> yeah, 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 same yeah. guy yes, peter yeah. mcdonald i believe but yeah i spoke i think got a who's who of people involved and they just said that they emailed them 
and I asked, hey, do you want to be involved in this game? And they said yes. So Peter uh, McDonnell uh, and the voice actors in um, in Mass Effect and all sorts of games as well. So, okay. So thank you guys for those uh, those honorable mentions. So now let's look at our top five adventure games mm, of 2022. So uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Laura, Thomas? Or, Thomas. Or, Thomas, yep. yes. You can see that we've, uh, we've planned this. We've prepared this very well. <laughs> always. Like we always do. I mean, this is, you have to be very professional to make it sound this unprofessional. Come on. Absolutely. We, uh, we are planned. very this, professional unprofessionals. This unprofessionalism is professional, one could say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I must say that my, uh, my entire top five list is very close together. There is not like mm, mine too. A huge gaps or anything like this. Did they, yeah, they're all, it was hard to put them in the right order. Um, yeah. So I settled on my fifth position for the Plague Doctor of Wipra. Nice. Um, well, you, yeah, well, you play the Plague Doctor in the German village of Wipra and you have to, uh, um, yeah, stay out of the clutches of the Catholic Church and stuff like that. There are all kinds of things happening uh, that also, um, because of the choices that you have to make in the game, there are several endings that you can get to. So there's a replayability. The game is not that long. So that helps with uh, trying to do uh, uh, multiple playthroughs. Um, it looks uh, just very charming, even though the, the subject matter is obviously not that charming. I mean, <laughs> the, the plague is not something to uh, to be trifled with, but it is a uh, classic um, uh, point-and-click. Um, uh, uh, Jesus, Friday afternoon. Adventure game. <laughs> yeah, it's an adventure game. I mean, the, 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 the style Pixel of graphics. Art. Pixel art. Jesus. Yeah. No, being multilingual is, is awesome. You can lose words in, in many languages. That is oh, fair, that to ha- be fair. <laughs> and that happened to me with English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah I, um, I uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to play this because I, I, I enjoyed the demo. There was one puzzle that really had me stumped, but the, uh, the death uh, got me through that. Uh, uh, the other puzzles were uh, were uh, good to good to do, and there's a good story in there. So that's why this is my number five. The play nice. Doctor of Wipra. Nice, yes, per- Cosmos. Per- perfect uh, game to play during COVID. Well, I know that it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I, I know that we've gone through COVID and all, but uh, so maybe maybe now is a good time when we're hopefully past the worst of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've read I've read quite a bit of it. I've, I, I am looking forward to playing this once I get it. I'm looking forward to playing short games again because it seems yeah. like the last few games that I've played are long games. So I'm looking forward to playing short games again. But yeah, so that's number five for Thomas, the Plague Doctor of uh, Wipra. Uh, so, uh, okay, Laura, um, what is your number five? My number five is As Dusk Falls. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> Ooh, you have to remind me there because that. That title doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, it, I don't know if I even spoke about this on on the podcast. Don't think you out. did, actually. Maybe so, I didn't. Okay. I might not have. But <laughs> I, this I've is, seen it. But it's uh, set, okay, go yes. ahead. It's if you like your kind of, um, uh, you know, Detroit become human, your you sort of uh, David Cage style choice dramas. Um, this is a great one, and it it, it follows 
two families across 30 years. It's this interactive drama, got a very interesting art style, which is kind of a graphic novel-y shaded, uh, cel-shaded kind of, well, not cel-shaded, but yeah, kind of more like a graphic novel um, with this kind of sort of frozen animations. Um, but it, it starts in 1998 and there's a robbery that goes wrong. What a surprise. And it <laughs> follows all the characters that are part of that um, you know, the, the victims and the, um, robbers, um, from their lives onward from that, uh, moment. And there's some flashbacks. You kind of get to know all the characters. Um, and like I said, it's all very, very choice driven. So uh, you, you can, uh, and there's so many different pathways and timelines, but I, I felt there were so many different points where I was really like, I don't know where this is going to go. And you, mm. you start to care about the characters and you want certain people to live. And, um, I played it on Twitch as well. And what was really great about doing that is it's got interactivity with your chat. So the chat voted on all the decisions. They just put numbers in in the chat and that would come up on the screen because um, it was integrated oh. with my account. So, um, oh, cool. I didn't have That's to, cool. I didn't actually make the decisions. Everyone watching it decided for me, which is quite funny. So if you're streaming it, it was a really fun one to stream because people, you can overrule, I think three times, uh, in one kind of chapter. So you've got a bit of power. So it's, mm. and I think you can also play it with friends. So it was, you know, if you want to play online with some friends, that's quite a fun thing or, or even just like, you know, uh, Shoshi, you could play, uh, with your partner, maybe. I think it's quite a fun one. You, you'd both have to decide on things. Um, I just thought it was, and it, the story, you know, there's a lot to it. It's, it's fairly long, but I think compared to maybe some of David Cage's things where it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, uh, misogynistic, shall we say, mm-hmm. and a little bit kind of, uh, a clunky, mm-hmm. some of the dialogue. Mm. I felt this felt really natural and you, okay. the voice, the voice cast do a really good job and it, you did really care about people and it felt just a bit more realistic, I think. Um, the drama, I mean, I, I know obviously, uh, you know, like Detroit is, you know, set in the future, but I mean more in, in just the, the dialogue. It felt a bit more mature and a bit, bit kind of more real. Um, and just, yeah, a, it was a really fun, fun time streaming it. Cool. So yeah, so it sounded like people, like yeah. when people would actually talk. <laughs> yes. And uh, cool. So that, that, that name again, Laura? As Dusk Falls. Oh, I yeah, always I, forget the name. I'm, I'm like before dusk or after yeah, dusk. I know. Yeah. The, no, what, dusk what confused me is there was a game years ago called Hotel Dusk for the Nintendo Yes, DS. I played that. I really yeah, liked I that. Played a, did you play the two games? No, just the first one. I played the two games. Really good, like a, a, a novel. Like it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Designed. Yeah. Like really good. Uh, but this game is as Dusk Falls. <laughs> yes. Um, and, or as I would call it, probably Hotel Dusk Falls or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Dusk Falls. Uh, well, they, cool, they, yeah. They use a bit of rotoscoping. Uh, That's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yes. Not cell shaded, yeah. rotoscoping. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, rotoscoping. Yeah. It looks really good. And I, I, I hadn't heard of this one. Definitely so, check it out. It's, it's yeah. good fun. Cool. They're even they're even advertising with a video of a streamer playing the game. Yeah, I love so that. That's actually, that's a unique selling point for this. Yeah, yeah. it really it, it was good fun. Yeah, no, I love these new features that uh, that this game has. So cool! I'm, I'll look. For, I'll have to try it with my partner. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe get her into uh, adventure <laughs> games. Um, okay. Well, my number five adventure game is Norco, which uh-huh. uh, I believe Thomas you played as well. We've spoken about yeah. this. Before That's my number three. Oh, well. It's my number three. Well, I mean, the reason my number five, again, not necessarily, again, my top five are very, very close together. Mm. But um, 
I, I really like this game. It, and I know for a lot of people, you know, this was a lot of mainstream sites and uh, Game of the Year awards as well. Um, I liked it. It was, it's a very weird game, very hard to describe, but it is very effective. It's, you know, deals with climate change as well. There's a, it is a know, mystery. Cyber, cyberpunk noir. Is it, cyberpunk basically. noir as well, but the design is all, you know, the gameplay is a bit like Shadowgate where you have little points on the map in the bottom right, but it still feels modern. Uh, it looks beautiful. It's pixel art. And I'm not always a fan of pixel art, but in this case, it uh, it felt kind of modern. It felt, it, it looked really good. I thought it was, um, again, very effectively done. Now, it, it does it does get very weird. Um, just <laughs> This is one I haven't played that I really do want to play. And it's, it's just yeah, annoying because no, it's like some of these games I think would be in my top five, but you just can't. I know, play. if you had the chance, you yeah. can't play them all. And now I know, Laura, you said that with the demo, it didn't really hook you. It didn't. It, it felt the same to me. It took me about an hour or so before I got into it because at first okay. I didn't really like it. I was like, mm, oh, I was you know, the with same. the gameplay and I was like, Oh, this is just very weird because then you have kind of the, um, the, the the mind palace thing as well for the main character, Catherine, I believe. And I just didn't, just very, very odd. Now, I did get into it eventually. I did get after about an hour, I thought, oh, once the story really hits, um, I did in the end like it. It's also very funny, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Thomas, I don't know if we spoke about, but there is a moment that I'll never forget where you can give a dodgy hot dog to a character and then afterwards when oh, you yeah, speak yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. And you can choose. You can choose how far you want to go into the detail. I went all the way. I went all the way as well. <laughs> it is, all right, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, I won't spoil it. It's it is funny. hilarious. And I said, you can, you can stop at any time <laughs> asking for details. And it is one of the funniest parts in any game <laughs> that I have played this year. And also um, yeah, the, no. uh, the the Santa Claus dude. Uh, yes, there are a lot of weird characters. It's... Weird, but weird in a in a in a in an accessible way. I'm, I I'd mm. say. I really yeah, mostly I, uh... it works. I mean, I do think that maybe had the plot had one or two things that maybe they could have cut down on. I thought maybe cut a little bit, kind of all clumped together. But overall, it did work, and I I did really like it in the end uh, i thought overall the writing was really good and um I, I mean i'm not sure if the you do play as different characters as well and uh, and it becomes a you know detective story then as well and again set in real locations it's set i believe norco is a real place in louisiana but he's a dev- main developer is from there and you get the sense of it being a real place that you're traveling around there and it's also yeah, they- the gameplay is varied as well they have a hab- they have a habit of, of of taking names and and really shortening them. So like New Orleans is Nola. So I assume mm. Norco is is uh, also uh, something like that. Uh, so yeah, it's mm. uh, but it it really drips that 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 southern atmosphere yes. of, of uh, and yeah, ve- very relevant as well. It talks about flooding because of climate change, and then there's the uh, the petroleum company as well, which kind of owns the whole town. And uh, again, I'm not going to get into uh, spoilers, but there's a lot in this game story as well. You know, you could easily play this game for hours. I played this game on my I Steam did. <laughs> I, I did. did. <laughs> I, I was playing this well into the night when I was on holidays in September. And it's so weird. <laughs> and it's so weird. It's, it's definitely the weirdest <laughs> game that I've played this year, but one of the best as well. I but it doesn't, it doesn't very, really very start good. out weird. It just gets weirder the yes. further you get into the game. 
it starts so out is, it starts out slow not. and i think a demo i mean it's hard to demo this game because you need to play a couple of hours but then you don't want to spoil it so i definitely get you laura why you didn't like you know or not no i i do want to play it you didn't like why you didn't get into it because i was the exact same um and i'd be curious to know what do you think of the full game um mm. but uh but yeah so that is my number five adventure game of the year and that is norco so uh thomas uh you're at number four i believe yes my number four is return to monkey island oh that's a number four <laughs> i'm not going to reveal where that is for me uh, <laughs> so just, we've all got uh, it in our top fives then yeah <laughs> good, I think that's, that's, not, a good that's, sign. A, that's not that surprising no no I mean, no a, no it was no. a really good game I mean, yeah it was it was it was whether you like, a... whether, yeah whether you like the artwork or not and i i was a bit skeptical about it at first but it really grew on me and mm. uh the game itself uh was just awesome i i really uh, really enjoyed it and i um usually when i play a game that i really enjoy i would like um how do you say that I would uh I want to play it as much as I could. But this was the first game I played on my Steam Deck. So every time so I I I made sure I had a fully uh fully charged Steam Deck. So when the Steam Deck said, Hey, uh the battery is almost empty, said, okay, that's enough for today. I really wanted to savor the um, the playing of this game because I mean, when are we gonna get a new Monkey Island game? We might never get a new Monkey mm. Island game again. Mm. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, stay in the world as long as I could, and um, I I liked the ending. A lot of people were uh, uh, not so uh, happy about the ending, but I liked it. So yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of growing on me. The the Same. ending. At first, I was in I shock, agree. and I think I was in. And again, no spoilers here, but I was in like, oh, what? It, it's over. This is it. And I was like, oh. But then I kind of thought about it more, and it, I read you know articles and i was like okay yeah i can see why it would make sense but it's yeah i i i think i would agree as i said i'll say later on or just a bit where it is in my top five um but my 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 thinking was how is this possibly going to meet expectations because monkey the monkey island series has gained mythological status over the years and i was expecting with ron gilbert back and i was thinking how is he going to meet expectations and i think overall he pretty much did it might not be quite as good as the first two monkey islands but i think it's up there i think even cursed the monkey island as well it's uh it's definitely close to monkey island one and two i think um, i really I, yeah i really liked how he managed to uh fill the gap mm. how, how they did that like you know he said that it was gonna uh, continue where Monkey Island 2 took off, and it mm-hmm. did, and it just did. not in the way we we were expecting it to do. Not at all. And so it included was... uh, the escape from Monkey Island and Tales of Monkey Island as well. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it was very funny again, and, you know, we've spoken about this before, <laughs> but, yeah, so it is, yeah, now one of the games of the year, which I'm delighted to say for you, times number four, uh, for you, we turned to Monkey Island. We had several episodes, several recordings of Monkey Island uh-huh. when we first saw the trailer, uh, when the game uh, was released, and in different episodes as well, we spoke about again, as I mentioned before, the initial reaction from some people, uh, but then it got more, you know, positive and and yeah. So uh, that is Return to Monkey Island. So uh, Laura, what is your number four? 
My number four is um, the case of the Golden Idol. Uh, oh, that's number four. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Well, did you think that was going to be higher up? Yeah, I thought you had that as uh, higher up. I thought you had it as number one. Maybe I misread that before. Mm. No, I mean, I really enjoyed this game. I didn't. Yeah, I, clearly. I, but it's a difficult it's... game. It's not, you know, like, and there were some parts where I was like, I really don't get what's going on here. But I, mm. I so that's maybe why it was slightly a bit further mm. up. But um, no, I mean, it, this. Is, I'll just say this, like, it, uh, this could have been at three. You know, it, this mm. is, the the. it's kind of a bit, point of this system because all of these games are pretty much level really it's not it's there's not much in the kind of listing of this but yeah so i mean the case of golden idol I've, I've spoken about before but i just thought it was a really great detective game really clever inventive you you do have to use your brain quite a lot to work out what's going on and the cases do get rock solid near the end there were some really difficult ones like i did all of Oberdin without a, a walkthrough mm. and i i but this i mean i still didn't do this with a walkthrough but it was hard Mm-hmm. Um, especially there was one one particular chapter um, that uh, I almost did. Uh, it does have a hint. It has a bit of a hint system, but okay. um, and that kind of helped, although it's a little bit vague, I have to say. Uh, so maybe that's why I docked it a little point as well. But yeah, if you like Oberdin, if you like clever detective games uh, with a really interesting story that you, that goes to all kinds of mad places, um uh, you know try it out it's 10 i think it's about 12 chapters um and yeah it, i i haven't played a, a, a more satisfying kind of detective game this year yeah no I, a lot of people have really enjoyed i love the demo yeah uh, very clever played. very again clever. as you mentioned you mentioned uh, return to Oberdin. it's similar concept but they also yeah. take to use it themselves in an interesting way so it's comparing it to that i know because it's because i need to be clear it's, it's, own thing. it's not a copy it's not no it's copy, not they're taking a similar concept to what Oberdin did but then using it their own way yeah because the, the point what, is yeah. is you you've got to you know you've got the sort this static page uh that you're looking at you know characters doing something mm. and then you've got um the other side where you've got to work out who the characters are what is happening in that scene uh, and then there's other things you'll have to solve in in each chapter, such as what 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 these characters or which room are they all in, and, and different things uh, for each chapter. And like I said, it gets very hard. <laughs> Some there are multiple rooms, and there's multiple things going on, and you've got to be like, well, he said that to her, so and he's got this handkerchief with this uh, initials on his pocket, but is that his handkerchief? Is is that his name, or is it someone else's? Has someone else given him that handkerchief, and it's their handkerchief? So that that's them, and you've got to mm. work out all this. So it it does get tricky um but mm. it's good fun and um yeah i if you like oprah din i, I don't want to sort of compare it to that in the sense it because it's know, thing, know, yeah. but it, yeah. it's a it's an easy thing if, if you like that you're you gonna compare like it but yeah. certainly not a copy because there, no, there was no. a game that copied um papers please which was just an exact copy Ugh, was yeah, yeah. No, this is very original but this is not it this is yeah. its own thing it's uh and yeah it was funny. the developers contacted me when they had uh, the demo out and because I said that they wanted to see if there was any interest in the game and to put it out there. I think the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was on a lot of end of game lists of, for such a yeah, small, from you know, ma- mainstream, yeah. mainstream. IGN uh, had this on their list. Yeah. And I do Neil think there is just, sorry, Thomas. Yeah, there, there, I think there is a very big market for genuine detective games. Mm. So, well, I mean, it, it's hard. First of all, it's very hard to do, to do a, a genuine detective game without being yeah. linear. Doing it well, yes. 
and doing it well, there's just a big, big market for it. Yeah. Well, uh, I believe Lucas Pope of Obradin uh, said he really liked uh, did, yeah. Idol and Neil Druckmann, the director of The Last of Us video games and I think Uncharted 4. He tweeted about it. He tweeted that he finished the game and he found it very satisfying and really good as well. So getting great recommendations um, and mainstream game podcast as well. It was their games of the year as well. It's, it's up there. So yeah, no delight. I, again, another game I'll have to bump up my playlist. Um, so that's the case of the Golden Idol. Well, my number four as well, which is unfortunately a game that hasn't been talked about at that much, I don't think. It's Unknown Number, a first-person talker. Um, I've spoken about this before. It's a voice-controlled game, so you speak into the microphone to the characters in the game, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I knew going into the concept was going to be good. My worry was, would the game be as good? Thankfully, it is. Um, I mean, it is limited enough how you which you talk because which is understandable i think it's the first i was kind that i, I know there's alexa and amazon but with a game with an actual story um i can't think of any other games which uh does this so you do talk to the characters now it is mainly repeating you know like yes no but there are a few occasions uh when you have to you know repeat after the characters and it's a huge amount of fun um as i said when i reviewed this i there moments when i had to uh, talk like a woman, try to talk like a woman, <laughs> um, which was a lot of fun. There are times when you need to whisper and then shout and then just imitate characters. There are puzzles, there are proper puzzles in this game. Once where I had to look up on Google. Now that didn't feel like uh, I was cheating because if I was in a phone call, that's exactly what I would have done as well. Um, so there, uh, it, and the voice, the voice acting was really good. The two actors, I believe they both perform together. And I think you can tell they're very, very natural. Um, it's very, very funny as well. And it's also a climate change, but it doesn't, you know, ram it down your throat. It is uh, a huge amount of fun. And I think maybe streaming this could be fun. <laughs> um, I think you could have a lot of fun streaming this. It's not a long game as well, with three or four hours. But I think, um, you know, I was laughing all the way through the game as well, in a good way, just with the amount of fun that I was having. I think, again, if you're not a gamer, if people, if you want to get someone into games or just play along with you, I think it could be a lot of fun with two people on the microphone as well. That That is one thing I think you, I think it should be okay. The microphone or laptop should be okay. But some people, I believe, said that, um, you know, if you don't have a proper mic set, that they had some issues. But again, I don't know. I use my microphone. Um, but yeah, I love this game. Um, it's, I, and I really would love, uh, more people to check it out and, uh, you know, more because I want these developers to continue making games and more games like this, more first with kind games, more, you know, interesting, unique games. And yes, yeah, exactly. Innovation, not just the same over and over again. I would love developers to really reach up to the stars, uh, to try and, uh, you know, try and, uh, you know, you mentioned Thomas, the unique selling point. Well, this game sort of does have that and it's really, really good. So it's unknown number, a first person talker, uh, which is available on Steam. So uh, where are we now? Uh, number three. Ooh, this is getting exciting. Mm. Uh, well, my number three was Norco. And we already discussed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we can go okay. to your number three. Yeah. So Laura, what is your number three? <laughs> well, my number three was Return to Monkey Island. Hey. Hey. Well, you know, what's, what more could be said? Uh, yeah. You know, they, they they done good. They done good. That's what I'll say. So, what to your number three, Georgia? 
Mine is uh, the excavation of Hobbs Barrow, ah. which again, fantastic from Cloak and Dagger Games and published by Wajidai, Dave Gilbert. Um, it was in Cantamentum before, but yes. Dave Gilbert said he could never pronounce it. Cantamentum, <laughs> which sounds kind of like a Harry Potter. Yeah, that was really funny. Because in, so, in, when I had a quick chat with Dave Gilbert at Adventure X and he was just talking about, you know, getting hold of Excavation of Hobbs Barrow and he said, uh, oh yeah. And you know, I just said, I, I'll never remember how to pronounce this in, <laughs> in Cantamentium. And I was like, that's not even the name of it, Dave. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that. It's, yeah. I was like, Dave, that's not what it was called. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not sure. I, t- I mean, the, the title is a bit long. The Excavation mm, of Hobbs is a Barrow. Bit. It's, but, but you know, people you remember know, it. Uh, yeah, Hobbs I mean, Barrel. I just, I just call it Hobbs Barrow. Yeah, um, but it's Hobby I, Baz. I really, yeah, exact Hobby Baz. I, I really, again, <laughs> the story was really good. The writing, uh, the, the voice acting, in particular, um, is it Samantha Bear who played the main character? Yeah, she was great. Um, wasn't she? she was great. Robertina I mean, Meyer, was great. Uh, yes, um, fantastic. And I loved how this was set. I believe was it Victorian times, and I loved, or not, I loved, but I thought it was interesting <laughs> how there was. You know, the kind of nearly unintentional sexism that everyone at first was asking, Oh, where's your husband? Yeah. She's like, well, yeah. I'm not married. And it's, um, so that's, not, it's not, not <laughs> an, un, that's not unintentional. That's, that's, well, no, what yes. I mean is that there are yeah. some characters that I don't think in their minds they meant to be kind of offensive, but they well, were it's just the period, the I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still is offensive. I do need to make that clear, but I thought <laughs> it made it more realistic. But also, I liked how. I don't think this is a spoiler. There was one character who is who was drunk and who kind of tried to come on to you. And I thought, oh, they're going to kind of make fun of him. But then he becomes an important character all by himself. That mm, he, mm. Um, which, uh, and in general, the story was really good. It looked, again, pixel art, um, point and click. It looks beautiful. Some of the uh, screens were really good. And now we speak about this. Um, I uh, Next review, I spoke with Kieran, who will speak more about at the end of the recording, but he also played it. He loved it. I I really enjoyed just walking through the village. Usually I would do the uh, fast travel. I didn't do that often in this game because I just really liked walking through the village and just seeing what would happen. And uh, yeah, now I know some people mentioned the puzzles were too easy. I, you know, they were easy enough, but I thought, uh, yeah, I suppose that's probably the weakest part of the game. If there is any weak parts that the, you know, the puzzles, there's a lot of fetch quests and all, but pretty typical. Um, it did get better towards the end, puzzle-wise. It was quite difficult, I found. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but overall, it's an interesting ending. The, we, I the, thought the, as the well. Str- the strongest point of this game was the atmosphere. Mm, I agree, yes, yeah. Very complete, and the voice acting, I think, as well. It was, it was basically as if you're playing The Wicker Man or, uh, you know, those folk horror movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of gothic-y, the, the, thriller-y. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it, there's a, it just really managed to grasp that that atmosphere. Yeah, there's a sense of foreboding through it, like Constantly, from the very yeah. beginning. Yeah, so yeah. more so than I know, Laura, you mentioned, you know, is it actually is it really like true horror as such? Uh, and I guess you know, there's foreboding from the beginning. Yeah. Now, it does, there are some horror scenes uh, as we go along, but but yeah, not like in your face hard. Certainly compared to Marta is Dead, which really tried to shock the player. Right. Um, this was much more subtle. And this, I thought is, better, this is but... very British. Yes, yes, very British game. Yeah. Also, um, uh, apparently, uh, real real locations. Really? Oh, okay. Oh. Bewley. Well, not, Hobbs, not, not Hobbs Barrow, it's it, but Bewley apparently exists. 
Oh, I so, wonder what uh, people there think of their representation <laughs> in the game. Um, well, it's 200 years ago, so. Yeah, yeah. That is true. Uh, yeah, that, that is very true. I but, don't think anyone will be very uh, offended by. Uh, no. no, 200. But yeah, loved it. Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Again, another hit for Wajidai and Cloak and Dagger. Um, yes. And uh, one of the best selling games for Wajidai. Uh, Dave Gilbert mentioned, which I'm delighted to see. Oh, yeah, um, and I'm not sur- not surprised either. Yeah. So, what yeah. watch it if 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 watch it I publishes it or makes it, it is kind of a stamp of of quality. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I haven't gone wrong. So far. yeah, I've, I mean, every game that I've played so far that was either published by them or created by Dave himself is... was brilliant, uh, especially mm-hmm. unavowed. And it's it's worth yeah. saying if you ha- if you're into getting your Wadget Eye games, there's a humble bundle at the moment of all Wadget Eye games, which you can get for like eight quid. Yeah. So if uh, you haven't played all really of them, good. go for it. Good value. <laughs> go for it. A couple more days left. So. So uh, yes. So that game is the excavation of Hobbs Barrow, which I believe it's available on Switch now and Steam uh, as well. So yeah, definitely recommend it if people haven't played it yet. Okay, so number two. Uh, I don't know if we've heard. So, Thomas, what is your number two? My number two is Lucy Dreaming. Oh, we haven't reviewed this yet. I reviewed this with Karen, no. but yeah. we haven't heard it. So, you played this. Another Thomas. one I want to play. Yes. I haven't played it yet. Yes, I, I started playing it. I really enjoyed it, but I haven't got around to finishing it. But this was um, the uh, yeah, this was the last adventure game I played. Uh, I played this in this uh, early December. Uh, finished it. Uh, my friend Scott from the the Gaming Outsider podcast, he just he played it as well, on, and he reviewed on Switch. it. Yeah. He reviewed it. He was um, he he described it as a uh, adventure game aficionado's uh, game, mm. as in um, uh, there is a ton of of, of 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 subtle reference, subtle and not so subtle references in the in, in the game to other uh, games, but uh, it is. Uh, also quite a challenging game. You really need an adventure gamer's mind to uh, to get through the puzzles. I, f- I found it uh, very challenging in a good way. Um, and the story is, 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 is delightful, but also a bit, uh, a bit dark. Uh, mm. As uh, Lucy, it, it basically starts because Lucy is, is, keeps having nightmares um, and she, uh, she keeps falling. And then uh, she figures out that she has to make a dream box and when she puts certain uh, certain objects in that dream box, that affects her dream. So then she can in in the dream, uh, she can um, uh, uh, battle those nightmares, and then she uh, can collect uh, items. And then in the meantime, if she uh, goes out of the dream, then there is also a mystery to be solved about uh, a cold uh, a cold case in the town that she lives in. Um, that. Could be related to uh, to what she's going through in her dreams. So uh, there is, um, yeah, it, it's it's it really is an adventure game fans game. It is made by a fan. Um, uh, and is it is pixel which, art, isn't it, or is it? It is it is pixel art. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, but um, very, uh, yeah, it's and very point classic. Click. And that point and yeah. click, very classic. Excellent voice, uh, voice acting uh, as well. Uh, Lucy herself is played by uh, by Tom's wife. Yes, uh, Tom the developer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and this is his first game, his first real game. I mean, he, yeah. he made he made that a really good um, Adventure game, X uh, Adventure X game. Yeah, uh, last year was it last year? I think year so. Before. Yeah, no, well, uh, twenty twenty one. 
2021, yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, um, and that was very impressive what he managed to, to do in such yeah. a little. So I had high expectations of this game. I, I helped it on, I backed it on Kickstarter. Same. And same. Uh, those expectations were uh, easily met. Um, it's also not a very short game in that way that I think it took me uh, quite a few hours to uh, to solve it. And there were a couple of moments where I needed a walkthrough. I'm sorry, mm. Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm, it's more probably more to do with my patience than it has to do with uh, <laughs> with that. Oh, but, it's, a, it's uh, a hard game. I'm at is, the very beginning, yeah. but I'm finding it. <laughs> it is some not parts are quite game. challenging, but. Yeah, it took me about twelve hours to finish. All right. So it's it's medium medium length. Uh, you get uh, plenty of bang for your buck. Uh, it's also very funny. It's very British. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I would definitely definitely recommend uh, that uh, people play this uh, play this game. Um, if you've never played an adventure game before, you might want to play a monkey island first or something mm-hmm. else to get into the state of mind that you need to play a game like this uh again it is quite challenging and um yeah it takes it has some uh, twists and turns along the way too which i really like so yeah it's my number two lucid dreaming by uh, tall story games nice well i look forward to playing it this was also and- wanted to mention that uh there was uh for the first time there was an international Jury, much like the Eurovision, on what the best adventure game was. I don't know if you guys saw the video uh, from agoti.net. They're based in, in Barcelona. And uh, they, they invited me to give my top three as well. And, um, and overall, Lucy Dreaming uh, was number three. Amazing. Um, nice. Yeah. And for the first, so this was from jury all over the world who voted. And overall, again, if you watch Eurovision, you know how the votes were kind of tallied up. It was a lot of fun. And watching the video as well. And Lucy Dreaming was number three. And it's fantastic. You know, first time developer, Tom Hardwich. Well, he's made other games as well. Short, first feature length game, full length game. And uh, and it was your number two. And it probably would have made my top three if I had finished it. Um, but there's so many games. Again, nothing against it. I do have it installed on my Steam Deck. And I've been playing it as well. Um, and I hope to finish it very soon. Uh, but thank you, Thomas. That's Lucy Dreaming, also available on Switch now um, mm. and PC. So, Laura, what is your number two event? Did you say what your number two was? I haven't. No, my number two is quite a quick one as well because it was the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. Great, great atmosphere to that game. Real sense of dread and terror, and I mm. think it pretty much lived up to it in 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 the style of the genre with the the ending it reminded me yeah yeah, it reminded me of a gate of a novel actually a a gothic novel um called turn of the screw oh Um, yeah Ah, yeah the idea behind that being is the narrator mad or is is are they actually seeing supernatural beings and i feel like you Mm -hmm. got that um and i thought that was really handled well um in terms of the voice acting that really worked you got that sense of her questioning what was going on and all these kind of weird characters that she meets and are they just a little bit weird because she's so uh, she's quite so posh and different to them or are they weird because there's something supernatural and odd going Mm. on and uh you know cloak and dagger they're 
they have made these kind of creepy games before they did with football game that was another bit of a strange one and a date in the park which i played recently which is a very <laughs> scary game about the ending of mm. that i was like oh my god so you know they've got this style down to a t now and i hope they continue with this groove because they've clearly got a, a good thing going they know what they're doing with this so i hope this and as you said it did so well for them i i hope it means they can make something even bigger because this this was really great i, I loved it i thought it was brilliant Nice. So again, the right. excavation of Hobbs, of Hobbs Barrow. Barrow. Yes, wow. a definite recommendation there. Well, my number two, very briefly, we've already spoken about it at length, Return to Monkey Island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So none what of us chose it for say? our top one, but I think I, no. can, I can see why. I can see why. Hmm. Well, so. I can I can, uh, I can, quickly do my number one because we've already spoken okay. about it twice because Hobbs Barrow is ah. my number one. Hey. Yeah. Well, so that was Thomas's game of the year. So uh, thank you, Thomas. And uh, so now, Laura, what is your game of the year? Drum roll. Uh, my game of the year, I'm surprised you didn't guess this, was Immortality. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> Sambalo's FMP. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yours and many others, I, I believe. Mm, yeah. You sold, I bought that game while you were telling about it because you sold it so well, but I haven't been able to play it yet. Yeah, likewise. I haven't been able to play it, but... Well, yeah. play so, it! So, so <laughs> t- tell us again, Laura. I know you reviewed this on the podcast yeah. before that people can listen to the review if they so wish, but uh, why is this game your number one game of the year? I think because it's just so different and really tried to do something unusual. And you might say, well, it's, you know, it's an FMV. That's, you know, we've got plenty mm. of FMVs that have come out in the past year, but it was very creative with what, um, with what they did at Half Mermaid Productions and Sam Barlow, who obviously made her story and uh, telling lies. So it's got a lot of practice in this kind of more creative artsy style of, of fmv than maybe some of the more kind of uh slapstick ones that we're, we're used to or some of the bit more um less uh auteur like and he, he really goes to town with this one the idea is um you follow um a kind of disappearing hollywood actress through three films that she made um in different eras and you're trying to work out what happened to her um and rather than you're just watching the films you're you're you found all these sort of extra clips of of the film that didn't make it so kind of the b the b roll of of these films so it's it's bits you know at the end of of scenes it's it's behind the scenes it's rehearsals all these room floor yeah the cutting room floor you found all these of these tapes of of these films and you as a sort of avid fan you're trying to work out whatever happened to her where did she go to um and there's this very sort of disturbing side plot to all of this that you figure out as you go through and like with all of Sam Barla's things there's a moment where things click and you're like oh my gosh um and to do this you you are literally scrubbing through the film uh with with your mouse uh, and the mouse button going back and forth and and you dive into different clips of the film by just clicking on any objects in that scene it could be a knife it could be a person 
Yeah, you know, it could be an, a TV, a, anything. There's like a couple of things anywhere that you can click into. And then you follow that item. You kind of dive through the scene into another scene. Um, and that's got that kind of similar item. And then you're back trying to work out what's going on in that. And what's so amazing about it is it, they've essentially come up with three separate that could be feature films, um, you know, of different genres. Uh, you know, there's kind of a, a sort of weird, almost Rosemary's Baby style kind of don't look now um, thriller. Then there's a very kind of 70s detective film. And then there's a very 90s sort of David Lynch um, era film. And uh, they, they all, they all could be films. I'd watch them, you know, and the way they're shot, the, the way the, the acting is done by, I should say, Manon Gage, uh, who I did interview you recently. Interviewed. <laughs> um who was so lovely um, and it just really makes the, the, the game, I think, in terms of her acting. She'd never acted in a film before and she did really? not even into gaming. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know any. She had, had never heard of FMVs, never played anything. Uh, she now has a Twitch channel, but she, before this, she had no idea oh, really about games. She <laughs> and it's so much to learn. <laughs> it's very, it's been great I watching her. Corrupted now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been great watching her because she doesn't know anything about gaming. So she played Bioshock, oh. and there was an instruction that said uh, press L to crouch, and she didn't know what L was because she's just not a gamer. She's not used to know. Oh, it's the left stick. That's what I've got to do. But I, and I think maybe that's part of it. The sandbar casting in this he he didn't go for the same kind of fmv faces uh that you might see in others these were mm. just actors you know and that's it that's why it's got this filmic quality and you can tell it's, it's a real love letter to cinema um the, the way he shoots this i will say it's it gets a, a little bit raunchy at points it gets a little bit naughty and it gets quite dark as well there are some really weird things that go on in these in these films and it, it does suffer a little bit with the whole am i finished have i finished the game mm, because that's there's my no... issue with yeah, yeah. but that i think this one has got story. a clear conclusion it's just hard to get to it possibly okay um but you will know when you've pretty much finished the the main sort of story of the game but there's there's still extras you can do and things like that but yeah i, I just thought wow you know this is this is where the game industry has come to this kind of you know three entire films in a, in a game and and all this kind of interesting um you know th themes and and ideas that it goes through i mean it's incredible that we've got this kind of thing in a game uh i just yeah it was just so clever i, I really enjoyed it yeah no fantastic i mean as i said you know i had issues with her story that i was like are you finished and then it became bit repetitive so that that is my concern but again hearing you speak about it, like yeah i should probably give it a chance immortality i've read reviews all fantastic like 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 uh it was nominated for game of the year to game game awards i believe it's been a multiple game of the year awards you know mainstream uh gaming media so it's really hit the mainstream and from what I've seen as well, can you watch the films themselves or is it possible? I do don't know? know because they're not, it's not the actual film. It's just ah, parts. It's clips. Okay, of the, okay. Yeah. So no, but you could watch it. You could, once you've discovered once all the finish. clips, because you don't have all the clips to hand in the first instance, you discover okay, them by so, jumping to different scenes. So they're, they're not all uh, there for you to watch at the beginning. You have to find them. Sure. 
And at, at the end of the game, is it possible to watch all three films, you know, from start if to finish? If you've discovered you know? them all, you could, I mean, oh. you wouldn't, you wouldn't see the film necessarily. You see bits of the film, but yeah, you could. Oh, yeah. okay. I would like to see that. Yeah, know, I think someone will probably, happens. if they haven't already, make some kind of supercut of all mm. of that. But yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Come on, Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fantastic. So that is your game of the year this year, Immortality, which um, I think this could be immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly people will be thinking about it for a long, long time. But uh, yeah, definitely very unique, very original. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out myself. I will give it a go. Um, so, well, my game of the year, my adventure game of the year, I don't know if you guys can guess a game that I haven't spoken about yet tonight, that I have spoken about before, that I have reviewed, that did come out this year. Forgotten City? No, that, no, was, that last was last year. year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And it's I have not no idea. Either. That, not sure. That game Come was on. out last year. Siberia, the world ah. before. Ah. So yeah, I know my top three is probably, you know, Wajedi game, Monkey Island, Siberia. But that's, again, I haven't played all the first time developer games. I haven't played Case of Golden Idol or Immortality. But <laughs> Siberia, the world before. So it's the fourth entry. And very sadly, Benoit Sokal died a few months before this game was released. Now, Siberia 3, which I reviewed... Uh, it wasn't great, and um, and myself and Rose will be talking about it in more detail. So expectations for, for this weren't very high, uh, but when I played it, and it was fantastic. So again, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I will be speaking at some point about this game in more detail with Rose, but it just feels like everything gelled together for this game, and I think it's the best in the series, better than Siberia One and Two. Um, complex story as well so you play once again as kate walker uh from siberia 3 and then you also play um in the 1940s in this alternate history of dana rose and what is incredible is it talks about really complex themes you know like uh the nazis and like the um, uh, you know what happened to the jews and everything but in a sensitive manner uh, now, they're not called Nazis or, you know, Jewish people in this case, but and it's a fictional city, fictional town uh, of Wagen, I believe, which is, you know, like a city in Austria um, at the time. So you play as Kate Walker and you're trying to discover more about Dana Rose, who looks like Kate Walker, and then you play as Dana Rose. And it, it was just everything, the story, the music, the, the graphics look amazing. Uh, Cutscenes are fantastic. And then it goes places, and sometimes it shouldn't work because uh, during the game, there are characters as well that are searching for uh, a version of Bigfoot. And you are thinking, well, what's this got to do with anything? But it, it works in the game as well. And um, and you can really tell that the developers really felt like, okay, let's try. Okay, everyone wants to make a great game, of course. But it really felt like they took the feedback of the previous three games on board and then removed the things that were not great about those three games and added everything that was good. Um, and it felt really cinematic. Um, and the voice acting again, Sh- Shannon Mann returns as Kate uh, Walker as well. She is fantastic. And all the rest of the cast as well. And I believe Inan Zur once again to the music. Again, fantastic orchestra music. Um, and you can also play this without having played the first three. It is better if you do play the first three. But if you haven't played the first three, it is its own game as well, its own story. You don't have to play the first three. Um, you will be brought up to speed as well. So, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. Um, absolutely love this game. Now, this will say that you know, some people have said that Kate Walker's initial motivation for trying to find out more about Dana Rose is a bit 
iffy. <laughs> it is a bit like, really? But, um, you know, I think they could have worked a little bit more on, you know, developing why she would go to all this trouble. But it didn't really bother me. I just loved everything about this game. Um, and yeah, I will be talking about it more in more spoilery detail with Rose at some point. We spoke about the first three. I would have to edit and upload them. But uh, but yeah, Siberia the World Before. It is like, you know, one of these epic, kind of like a, a traditional epic movie. You know, like one of these epic 1950s movies that were World War II or 1960s. Ben-Hur I don't or, hmm, uh, exactly. Chicago or Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, games, uh, movies like this. I really, really liked it. And it is a pretty long game. It took me like 14, 15 hours. Um, so if you have the time, of course. But yeah, much, much better than Siberia 3. So if Siberia 3 put you off, don't let it, because this is just everything that Siberia 3 should have been that is in this game. And it's the best in the series. I loved it. And uh, um, I don't know where we're going to go from here, you know, whether there will be another Siberia, of course. We shall see. But uh, yeah, Siberia the World Before is my adventure game of 2022. Uh, so, uh, now very briefly, other people mentioned uh, their games of the year. Matt Latham of the Ask Us About Loom podcast, the enemy podcast, in quotes. <laughs> um, he said Immortality was his game of the year. Uh, he loved it. Um, uh, Kieran, who will be joining us, uh, the team as well this year, um, his favorite game was um, Perfect Tides. And uh, and I put it on Twitter as well. Other people mentioned Justin Wack and the Big mm. Time Hack. Yeah. And other Another people one that I Lucy... wanted to play but never got. Yeah. yeah. And other people mentioned uh, Lucy Dreaming as well. So what's great is that we've all had different games of the year. Yes. And I think that shows in a year when Return to Monkey Island was released, and that's not our game of the year, and that's not because it was a bad game, but because no. yeah, it was such a great year. So I think definitely 2022 was great adventure game wise. Um, and 2023, now I'm just going to mention some of the games that are being released in January, because <laughs> January is usually dry, you know, dry January, where it's usually not many games released. But here, okay, so January, games that have been released or will be released or in beginning of February. Colossal Cave, Ken Roberto Williams is back, which I believe, Laura, you, uh, you might Hopefully be playing, be playing might be yeah. review. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Children of Silent Town, which was released and got great reviews, looks fantastic, looks Tim, Tim Burton-esque, um, haven't played, but looks fantastic, Space for the Unbound, another game, I played the demo, loved the demo, game set in Indonesia, about um, two brothers, um, and again, it's getting some great reviews, uh, Grund will be released uh the end of January, which again, we played a demo, I think we all really liked it, David Lynch in, um, and I'll be playing that, and the sequel to Backbone, Backbone Tales, will be released at the beginning of February. Now, we know we had issues with I think, the ending and the last part of the game, but still, I think it's still. a pretty big game release at the beginning of the year. So these are five games. Also, um, what's the name of it? Season. Ah, um, uh, yes, I'll be playing that for sure. Future yes. At the end of January. Which one? Already. Season, A Letter to the Future. Yeah, which is kind of uh, cycling around. I mean, is, is this like Lake, but on a bicycle? <laughs> I hope so, because that would be great. I'd love that to play great. if that's the case. I, I am going to play that one, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that is, uh, that just, just came already out January, coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll be reviewing some of those. Um, now, also wanted to mention about the podcast, as people who listened last year might have noticed that there's been less and less regular because we're all quite busy. But uh, we have a couple of new people join. As I mentioned, Kieran. 
um, has joined a team. And I spoke with him. We reviewed, um, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, but, uh, well, he reviewed no fewer than five adventure games. Um, and uh, I reviewed Stray, so we'll be hearing about that. So we speak about, he reviewed also Lucy Dreaming, uh, Grandma Badass, The Sexy Brutal, and Perfect Tides. And I reviewed Stray, and my review might surprise some people. <laughs> Um, but we shall we shall see. Also, want to give a shout out. We'll talk more in future as well. We have an editor, an actual professional editor. Now, Woo. Laura, you are doing the editing as well. You are a professional. And you, <laughs> as well. I, know, I am not a professional, but um, I know that. Well, you are now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, but uh, Jared, who is a professional editor, that's his job. He's agreed to come on to help us do the podcast. Now, I will include links to his website. Um, as well, um, he edits other podcasts as well. So I will include links to his website if people want to uh, check uh, them out as well. So huge thank you to Jared uh, to, for your help as well um, over, well, thank hopefully you. this year, hopefully. <laughs> um, so I encourage people to check out his website as well. So before we finish, uh, are you guys playing? I know, Thomas, you mentioned Midnight Sun, uh, which yeah, is quite this, a while. Yeah, this, this tiny, <laughs> tiny game that I'm really into. Uh, yeah, still, uh, I'm, I think I'm in the last chapter, uh, um, but they're they're giving me four new characters to play with next week. Uh, so that's what you'll be playing the next few so months. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm I'm, I'm going to be stuck for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we'll be had, glad to hear your thoughts uh, in the next few months on that game. <laughs> Um, which I see. And Laura, any game, any games, adventure, uh, just otherwise? Like, yeah, playing? season, colossal cave adventure, and Pentiment. I think I'll give a, a good old bash up. Yes. I need to play oh, that one too. I got it as a gift. Yeah. I need, need to play Pentiment. I need so to play many games. Immortal. There you go. Ah! <laughs> Pentiment seems to be quite a lo- long game. I am about yeah. nine hours into that game, and I think I'm halfway through. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've heard it's I'm about sure sort of twelve hours. So yeah, is, there, is anyone going to play Hogwarts Legacy? Nope. <laughs> I yeah, mean, me I neither, but anyway, but <laughs> I'm not I'm not that into Harry Potter, but no, same, I hear a lot same. of hear a lot yeah, of buzz. I, about I it. Well, probably should get into this now, but maybe other reasons, Laura, which we won't go into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I'm not into Harry Potter myself. Nah, I, 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 yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah, it just has so many adventure games to play. I know, this is the um, thing. I can't buy any new games. I've got yeah, to buy the old ones. If people could just stop releasing Please. really good adventure games <laughs> for, just, for just a moment, yeah. good problem to have. But yeah, I will hopefully be reviewing Pentiment at some point. Um, enjoying it so far. You know, it took, it took a while to get into. It's kind of overwhelming at the beginning uh, and a bit slow. Are, you, much like Norco. are you playing it on the Steam Deck? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then I know I can play it on Steam Deck too. <laughs> so, so yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank you guys as always. Our very first episode of 2023. And when, and when, sure. when did we start? We started in 2019 with the podcast. Yes. You guys did. So, yeah, the very beginning of 20, was it 20? Yeah, 2019. Very beginning of 2019, uh, this podcast started. Um, Already myself and Thomas and then Laura joined us but midway through that year um and so this is the fifth season 50 years so we're in four years and oh lord um but uh we're still we're still here so yeah so hopefully we'll hear from either the three of us or uh we'll be hearing new from later on as well new additions and also Amy aka Summerbee has agreed to join the podcast as well during the year so looking forward awesome. to hearing from her 
uh, also might give us a break if any of us can't record. <laughs> I know I might might not be able to once or twice, but we'll see. Uh, but always great to have new people, you know, fresh blood. Um, so, uh, well, that sounded weird. And on that note... <laughs> We're not sacrificing them, sir. No, yeah. we're not. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> well, we'll no, see. we're not. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Hobbs Barrow. Okay. Don't so, chase yeah. him away again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. So we will not sacrifice you, Kieran or Amy. Good. Yes. Yeah. And on that note, uh, thank you very much. Thank you guys as well. Great to chat with you guys again in the new year and uh, looking forward to the year ahead. Um, yes, yes. And uh, plenty to look forward to. So take care, everybody. Thanks. And keep on questing. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you. Thank you.